Hello, welcome to the Knights Podcast. My name is Leah Thompson, and I am so excited to get to introduce you to the many teachers of Cary Christian School. As a graduate from the class of 2012, I'm honored to get to be counted among the group of teachers and also introduce them to you through this podcast. They are an incredible group of men and women who, while I was here and through today, are pour into their students and pursue their students and care about them on an academic level, but also on a spiritual and a relational level as well. And so I am really honored that I get to share them with you, share their thoughts and their passion and their love for learning with our listeners. And so on today's episode, we will hear from Mr. Eli Ayala, one of our rhetoric school history teachers. He's going to be talking about the importance of having a worldview and specifically a biblical worldview, and why that should be the foundation of everything we study. So please join me in welcoming him to this podcast. Eli, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, My first question for you is, how do you foundationally teach history to your students? Well, first, I try to make a very important point that history, like the field of history, is not something we understand in a vacuum. It has a context. So you can view history from different worldview perspectives. And so since this is a Christian school set in the classical tradition, there is a great emphasis upon looking at all fields of study through the lens of a Christian world and life view. So one of the first things that I talk about before we even get into any specific historical events or time periods is the differing philosophies of history. So for instance, at the beginning of the year, we spoke about the difference between looking at history in a linear fashion versus looking at history in a circular fashion. Um, The Christian worldview posits the idea that God created all things, and because he is a personal and relational being, everything that unfolds throughout history is moving towards a goal. So the linear understanding of event, 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 conclusion is the reflection of a Christian understanding of the importance of historical events. So we talk about the philosophy of history and why that kind of plays into the broader plans and providence of God throughout the historical events that we that we're going to be discussing throughout the year. You're studying a particular topic and you're saying, how can I present this in a Christian worldview fashion? It's kind of difficult. Like, how do I incorporate math, for example, within the context of a Christian world and life view? There are some overarching themes that are laid out in scripture that I think are the pattern of every worldview, but they'll call them different things. So for example, some of the major themes within a Christian world and life view include uh, a doctrine of creation, a doctrine of the fall, a doctrine of redemption, and the doctrine of glorification or or perfection, okay? Every worldview has something to say with respect to that. Maybe you're an atheist and you believe that creation is not something that began in a point in time, but that the universe always existed. So you have a theory of where everything came from. Namely, it didn't come from anywhere. It always existed. Or if you're a Hindu, you have a particular view as to creation or what's man's problem. We don't live in a perfect world. There's obviously uh, things are going in a way that they shouldn't. And so how do you remedy that? So you have a doctrine of the fall. Why did we get to where we are? Why are things all messed up? And what must we do to fix it? So you have, even within non-Christian perspectives, these themes of creation, fall, redemption, all these sorts of things. So what I try to do when I teach history is I try to um, weave those themes into points of discussion when 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 we approach a topic in which it's relevant to bring up that theme. So for example, we're talking about Napoleon Bonaparte. 
we just kind of wrapped up the French Revolution and we're talking about how Napoleon um, kind of rose to power through his military exploits. And there are a lot of interesting positive things to, to learn from Napoleon, but there are some interesting character flaws and philosophies that he holds to that provides a good context to highlight that biblical theme of the fall. Mm-hmm. Man has a desire to rectify the ills of society, right? Mm-hmm. So you have the fall, then you have this redemptive plan. How do we accomplish that redempting of, of um, society? So the way Napoleon goes about it is diametrically opposite of, say, a Christian perception of that. And so I kind of highlight those elements and say, hey, mm-hmm. what can we, um, how can we reflect upon the difference between this specific dictator's attempt to rectify the ills of society versus how the Bible speaks about the, the power of the gospel to, um, to redeem society? And we'll talk a little bit about those, those themes. And you can do that regardless of what time period you're, you're talking about. If we're teaching the kids to look at history from a Christian worldview, which incorporates, you, you may mention metaphysics, epistemology, and ethics, which are really the three foundations of every worldview. First, we need to define those terms. So students, when they hear those words, they want to run out the door like, oh man, I thought we were learning about history. Why are we talking about philosophy? But in reality, philosophy undergirds every area of study. So first, we define what a worldview is. I give the students a... Um, a uh, non-technical, easy definition, and then I give them a more technical definition, which I think allows them to see why having a Christian worldview affects everything you do even outside the realm of history. So if every worldview is comprised of the three philosophical foundations of metaphysics, epistemology, and ethics, metaphysics asks the question, what is real? What is the nature of reality? What is your theory of knowledge? And you have different people. If you're an atheistic materialist, you believe reality is nothing but matter and motion. Mm -hmm. If you're a pantheist, you believe all is God and God is all distinctions between different objects is an illusion, right? And that affects what you believe about how we come to know, how we should live our lives. So I define those categories. We all have a theory of what's real. We all have a theory of how we know what we know. That's epistemology and ethics. We all have a theory of how we should live our lives. So if you believe reality is a certain way and that we can come to know reality, how should we live our lives in light of that? You see, so that ethical part is important um, when we're looking at things, looking at things from a Christian worldview, because everything we learn—history, mathematics, science—there is an ethical element to all those, right? And so, when I highlight the importance of knowing what our worldview is and that everything must be viewed through a worldview lens, then they begin to see. Well, wait a minute. When I'm not in the history class, I have assumptions about reality. When I'm in the math class. When I'm in uh, the science class, I remember I was teaching at a public school. I was I was subbing at a public school, and of course, as you know, you're not supposed to really kind of uh, share your faith in the public school. But if the students ask, you know, um, yeah, I can, I'm allowed to unpack some stuff. So there was um, there was a student. They everyone finished their work, and there was kind of some downtime. And um, I remember saying out loud, I was like, "Oh man, I have to finish that paper." And the student in the front desk was like, "What well, paper? Are you still in school?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I go to seminary." And he's like. Well, what seminary? Oh, it's it's like a, a college where you like learn about like God and stuff. Like he's like, oh, oh, you believe in God? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, well, I have a question. He asked questions about how we can come to know things that we can't see. So he was having issues believing in God because we can't see God. And so I I used the example of math. So I walked over to the board and I drew the number two. And I said, what is that? And he says, that's the number two. And I said, wrong. I erased 
the markings on the board. And I said, if that was the number two, look, I've just destroyed the number two. I raced it off the board. He goes, no, no, no. Number two still exists. I'm like, where? Is it, does it exist on the board? He's like, no, it's an idea. Can you see an idea? He's like, well, no, but you know they're there. He's like, yeah. So there you go. We can believe in things that we don't see, but we know are there. And so that opened up kind of a, uh, an interesting way to think about God along um, mathematical lines. What undergirds mathematical truths, right? They all, from a Christian perspective, math is really a reflection of God's mind. And there are some awesome opportunities if I were a math teacher, and I'm not. I'm terrible at math. <laughs> but if I was, um, there are some interesting ways to have people think about really the the metaphysics, the reality of like numbers, concepts. So again, you can incorporate God into everything. Um, and we deal with math every day. We deal with history every day. Politics, you know, you read the classics when Plato asks, what, what, is, uh, what is justice? What is, what is the right government? These are questions that can only be answered if we presuppose a standard by which to evaluate things. Mm -hmm. And our worldview allows us to be informed about the standards we're using and whether they're valid standards or not. So these apply to a wide range of issues that a teacher can creatively employ in their various discussions with the students. That's great. And I just think about the value that that has for students as they are working through this in the setting of school. Mm. They engage with these different topics. They work on these different um, assignments and lessons, and they have these conversations with you, which then equip them to go out from here. Yes. And engage with their culture and engage with their society, understanding this person has a worldview. This person has preconceived ideas about um, their reality. Mm. And so... How can I engage with that person when we have differing worldviews? Right. So I think that that is so awesome that you guys get to talk about that and engage in those conversations. So yeah. thank you so much for yeah. coming and talking. As a pleasure. This is a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us on the Carrie Christian School Nights podcast. We hope you got a glimpse into the passion and the love that our teachers have for learning, but also their love and their pursuit of their students. Our prayer is that with each conversation on our campus, we will be able to equip our students to flourish in the modern world by finding their identity in Christ. Please join us next time.